The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Men on the face of the earth, Chase Madorsky and Alex Spector. Welcome to episode 36 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show with Bryce Holden and Sam Beck. My name is Chase Madorsky. First time we've been doing this with uh, the three of us all in the same room. Good to be hanging with you guys. Yeah, it's been a while. I've seen you a couple of times since, Chase, so I don't feel like I'm missing out. Oh, yeah. when did you guys hang out? <laughs> yeah, no, you sold Last me out. Last night for one. Oh, okay. Last week for two. It's okay. I'm not sensitive. I'll be all right. I mean, to be fair, last week you could have hung out with us. You just didn't want to go to Bryce's post-Miami game. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, you didn't miss much. That's fair. I'll own that one. Let's talk about baseball, though. I want to give a quick shout out to Bryce. Uh, finally, over that teeth, tooth, teeth, teeth, tooth, teeth, teeth. The teeth. You saw me the day after. I was fine. Bryce, I always have known that Bryce has a very high threshold for pain. But speaking the, of which, yeah, I, at ten o'clock tonight on the History Channel, there's this new show, uh, Kings of Pain. It's these guys <laughs> who just get stung or bit by animals. I've actually watched that before. They have a lot of stuff on YouTube. They have, like, the guy stick his hand in, like, a pit of, like, fire ants. So it's like the mature adult version of Jackass. Like, you don't want to watch Jackass. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch this on the History Channel. This dude splinted up his arm and found, like, a 25-year-old tortoise that had, like, the strongest jaws in the entire animal kingdom and just straight put his forearm in it. Things, like, snapped his arm like a twig. I saw the preview. There's a giant cobra. Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock? I guess this won't be useful for people listening. 10 o'clock on Mondays. Watch the History Channel. Shameless plug for the History Channel. I'll probably watch that. I'm going to watch it. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. Do you know what days American Pickers is on nowadays? All the time. But like new new episodes. No idea. Love that show. Never even heard of it. Oh, I meant to say this to you guys off air. This will be the last non-baseball thing. But this is a debate that I think you two in particular probably have an opinion one way or the other. So in my college college group message... (laughs) The question was, with no context, how do you spell gray? G-R-A-Y or G-R-E-Y? E-Y, E-Y 100%. E-Y. All right, we're all on the same page, but you guys have a little more devotion to the color gray than I do, so yeah. I guess not so much you anymore, but Bryce, for sure. E. E. E? e. All right. E. Cool, we're all on the same page. So with that said, we're going to go into our Bovada Sportsbook. No longer picks of the week, but they will now be futures of the week. Like we said the last time we were on air, we're going to go through three teams at a time and discuss how we feel about the World Series futures. And again, as free agency and the hot stove get going a little bit, this will change um, pretty drastically depending on where some of the big free agents go. Uh, So the team with the fourth best odds to win the World Series per per Bovada are the Braves um, at plus 1,200. What do you guys think of this? I personally think that 
Maybe if they sign a picture or two, um, you were looking at my computer. That was not mine with the text notifications. Just FYI. They were texts from you going to me. Yeah. You should have known. Plus 1,200. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Too high, too little, or just right for the Braves? The Braves plus 1,200? I think that's too low. They have room to spend on that extra arm. Too, low, really meaning, what too low meaning what? They should I be think right. they, should be, uh, they should be less in favor of the gambler. So you think like plus a thousand? Plus a thousand makes uh, yeah. more sense. I was gonna say it's good. It seems like good value to me. Because they're a team that's on the rise. All their stars are young and getting better. Okuna is probably gonna be that much better going forward. And they have room to spend if they need that ace, whether it's a Mad Bum, or if they really break the bank for a guy like Strasburg or Cole. They got, or if they upgrade Donaldson to Rendon, I mean, they have room in the budget because Okuna and Albies are on such great contracts. I would take that bet. Yeah, I think they're going to re-sign Donaldson personally. Um, and I think they're probably the favorites for Mad Bum. So I agree. I think maybe plus 1,000 would have been better. But uh, let me ask you this. Bavada has the top three in order as Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. You wouldn't have them above any of those teams, would you? No, because those three teams are locks to make the playoffs. And the competition within the division isn't as strong. Those three will win their division. The, uh, the Nats could get them. The Nats, could get, the Nats just won the World Series. So in theory, they could... What are, are the Nats coming up on this? Time? All right, so this is what we're going to do right now. So 5-6, I think, actually might be a little bit high. Um, Bavada has the Red Sox at plus 1,400, and then the Nats also at plus 1,400. Um, so we'll call that a tie for fifth. In my opinion, I just think the Red Sox, knowing they might trade Mookie, the pitching staff, uh, you know, Porcello was terrible last year, but at least he was an innings eater. Doesn't seem like there's a ton of reinforcements along the way or a ton of room in the budget. I think the Red Sox are way too high. Personally... You know, looking at some teams below them, I like the Indians or Cardinals more than them. Um, and again, the Nats, I know, defending World Series champs. You know, I think if everyone is back for the Nats, then Bavada having them at plus 1,400 is a huge, huge steal. But I think the reality is there's a good chance they're going to lose both Strasburg and Rendon. Um, and if I that's think the, they're going to lose them both. No, I think personally, I think Rendon goes to the Rangers because he's from Texas and they have that new stadium money. And I think Strasburg is the one who decides to stay. Um, but if both of those guys are gone, I mean, they're maybe the 10th best team in baseball at best. I think the Nationals line is all right for now. I agree with you that the Red Sox line, that's, it's too that's much. that doesn't seem like it's close. I don't agree with you that they might, tr- that they're going to trade Mookie. I think there's no chance. But if you're going to have a line, take that into account. It needs to be a little bit more value for the better. Even if they don't trade Mookie, I don't see that team getting better. Yeah, they're also they also were not good this year. Unless Devers takes another step f- towards. That's my thing. I mean, you, you they're not had, getting better. You had four elite hitters in that lineup last year and did nothing with it. Didn't even sniff the playoffs. Yeah, I, and I mean, Sale is only a year older. I, don't, I have no trust in Evaldi. I think Eduardo Rodriguez. I think what you got last year might be peak Eduardo Rodriguez. The bullpen still stinks. I don't see them going after any of the big relief names on the market. Well, they, they're well over the cap already. Yeah. Good yeah. thing they have Chaim Bloom ready to go. <laughs> a nice Jewish mensch from Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's a bad bet at this point. You don't even have to say Jewish mensch, do you? That's kind of redundant. No, you can be a non-Jewish mensch. Jimmy's a mensch. That's His true. last name's Napolitano. His mom cooks for us. That's yeah. a great mensch move. Not yet, but maybe someday. Maybe someday. All right, so this is episode 36. So the quick Yankee rundown of the number. Uh, biggest name to wear, 36. I mean, Hall of Famer Johnny Mize wore number 36, but I would say 95% of the people that listen to this podcast have 
any idea who Johnny Mize is. Myself included. Uh, so we'll go with the recent one. Um, David Cohn wore 36 for a couple All-Star years with the Yankees. Um, didn't you tell me that Nick Johnson is your least favorite Yankee of all time? He's, is that you who told me that? He's on my Mount Rushmore of le- least favorite Yankees. Yeah, he's probably top three. All right. so Actually, he might be top one. So it was he's, Nick. So it was Nick Johnson into Tom Flash Gordon. I liked him. I liked Gordon. Didn't he make the All Star team? Yeah, I like his son better. His son's a cheater. His son is a cheater. Who's his son? D. D. Gordon. How crazy is that? That D. Gordon's been in baseball for like eight years, and he's Flash Gordon's kid. He's the old Flash Gordon. I think Josh Gordon. I kind of like D. Flash Gordon. Gordon. He's a cheater. Oh yeah. Steroid. He got Papa Royds. Which is amazing because I think he's topped out at 170 pounds in his playing career. So whatever cycle he was on, did not work. It was the speed cycle. Um, Only in the feet. Mm -hmm. Freddie Garcia wore 36 for the Yankees. Oh, I didn't like him either. Um, Current Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, 36 for the New York Yankees. Likeable guy. Billy Butler, who I mentioned. Sucks. Anyone remember that Kevin Euclid played like 20 games for the Yankees? Yeah. I hated that. I don't like like when the Red Sox go over. I hated that more than the Damon. Playing for the Yanks. All right, so 2019, you had four players wore 36. Um, Brevik Valera. Who I don't could forget? Even, yep. Jake Barrett. Who could forget? You know, most non-discreet white name you could have. Uh, Kendrys Morales. Very forgettable. He, I actually do remember that. But we ended on a high note. The current number 36 for the New York Yankees, Mike Ford. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's good enough. He's got a big belly. He's likable. His last name is the same name of a car. And he went to Princeton. Lincoln was shot in Ford Theater. Thanks, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> All right. John Wilkes Booth or Lee Harvey Oswald? I got Jeez, that. Jeez, come on. I was right, right? Yeah, you were Are right. Are you guys not even going to dignify me with the response? <laughs> yeah, you were right, but how do you have to question that one? It's been a while since I took a history class, man. That's very common knowledge. Breaking news, Colin Kaepernick to hold workout for NFL teams. All right, back to baseball. And breaking news, John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Crap, I knew it. Uh, so some guys who are also going to make history. Um, the Baseball Writers Association of America this week are announcing their award winners for the 2019 season. Uh, we've already had Manager of the Year and Rookie of the Year announced. Um, we'll talk about the Cy Young and the MVP in a little bit. Um, but starting off... Um, today, Manager of the Year was announced. Um, the finalists were in the American League. It was Rocco Bodelli of the Twins, Aaron Boone of the Yankees, Kevin Cash of the Rays. Um, despite the fact that A.J. Hinge led his team and all of baseball with 107 wins, the Astros manager was not a finalist. Um, Cash and the Rays, 96-win team. They were great. Boone led the Yankees to 103 wins despite all the injuries. Rocco Bodelli, 101 runs. Uh, Twins won their first AL Central in quite some time, since 2010, I believe. Um, Rocco Bedelli ended up winning the award as they were announced today. Um, who would you guys have picked to win the award, though? Like I said on the show when we did our predictions, Rocco Baldelli. He took a Twins roster that wasn't great, on paper didn't seem to be great, and won 100 games. That's very impressive. I know Boone had a lot of injuries to overcome, but that Twins roster is nowhere near as good as the Yanks, and he still managed to get 100 wins out of them. Very good job. Amazingly enough, Bedelli is the first manager since Lou Pinella on the 2001 Mariners to win Manager of the Year and have their team win 100 games. So it's very hard to have a outstanding year as a manager and win the AL Manager of the Year. Because it's usually whoever outperforms expectations the most. So it's like taking a team projected to win 80, take them to win about 95. But he took that team to 100 plus. That's 
You deserved it. I'm a homer. I think Boone got robbed. Yeah, I, I, I think... I mean, look, I think Boone overcame the most obstacles of any of these play, of any of these managers. I mean, we had 30 guys on the injured list. That is an absolute they had the, this, ludicrous number. This was the most injured team, arguably, in the history of modern American professional sports. And That's a hot take, I think. Could you, off the top of your head, name a more injured team? Like the Mets forever. Yeah, but the Mets this forever. This Golden State Warriors. The Mets forever, but they sucked. Like, they had bad players get injured, replace them with bad players, and the team did poorly. Well, Boone did a good job, but I'm not saying he didn't. I said, oh, Cash also did an amazing job. He probably did the most game-to-game than the other guys. Yeah, I mean, I think with Booney, as great as what he did with the injuries, I think, Bryce, you hit the nail on the head. The manager of the year criteria is ultimately who did the most with the least. Um, and for that reason, by that logic, maybe Kevin Cash should have won the award. But, I mean, this is a Twins team that, under Paul Molitor... Uh, in 2018, I mean, they were below 500 team. I really came out of nowhere to just literally mash their way into the record books. Yeah, but most with the least, the Yankees played Brett Gardner and Mike Ford. Ah, you hate Brett Gardner. My, Brett Gardner's, like, yeah, DJ LeMahieu had a sick year. Glaber Torres is the best player in baseball. Those are two hot takes. One hot take. But... No, zero hot takes. Zero hot takes. But, like... Giancarlo Stan didn't play. Hicks was injured most of the year. Judge was injured a lot of the year. All right. I'm just going to be devil's advocate on Brett Gardner, and then we'll stop talking about Are you Brett Gardner. Talk about I don't how... want to hear his stats. I don't want to no, hear no, his stats. No, no. It's just one stat. Wins above replacement, which... I don't I... believe in that stat. It doesn't make You don't sense. have to believe in it. But that is meant to be like the all-encompassing, comparing players, different positions, etc., of how much value they had to a team. Bryce Harper's or uh, Brett Gardner's 4.0 WAR was 0.2 below Bryce Harper, and was 66th in all of baseball, pitchers included. He was he had he was, and again, this is where I'm going to shoot myself in the foot a little bit. But his wins above replacement was higher than Glaber Torres's. Proving your point <laughs> that that stat is garbage and ooh, George is the four in the new college football 20, top 25. Thank you for changing the subject because I was about to get heated. Let's move on also, to something. Also, a quick aside: Did you have any friends who went to uh, Camp Indian Head? Yes, growing up in Pennsylvania, no. dude, crazy vibe. My buddy just texted our group message. Camp Indian Head had to change their name because of 2019 political correctness. What are they, Camp Native American Head now? Now it's Camp IHC, or I or just IHC Indian Head Camp. That's not changing it enough. <laughs> As someone who may or may not be in love with a Native American woman. I still don't like it. All right. Are we going to get Dances with Wolves, Bryce Holden edition in the coming year? I don't think so, because this girl has a lot of flaws. But I do like her. <laughs> All right, moving along. I like her spunk. Moving on. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to just cut you off on that one. Moving along to the National League, the finalists were uh, Craig Council of the Brewers, Mike Schultz of the Cardinals, and Brian Snitker for Rookie of the Year. Um... Mike Schultz with the Cardinals, 91 wins, first division titles of 2015. Council, another September for the ages. Got the Brewers into the wild card game with 89 wins after losing Yelich for the entire month. Snitker, who won it last year, Braves, 97 wins, division title. Um, this is this was an interesting award because I think you had Snitker, who took the young guys, overachieved a little bit. Schilt, the Cardinals had pretty modest expectations coming into the year. 
And Council, I mean, you lose the best player of baseball and have your best month of the season to get into the playoffs. That in itself is incredible. Uh, Schilt won the award. He becomes the first manager in baseball history to win manager of the year with no former playing experience at any level of professional baseball. Um, personally, I'm okay with this. NL Central, I think, was the toughest division in the National League. Um, there really was no horrific team, especially in the first half uh, before the Pirates completely just bottomed out on and off the field. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Did they get this right or it's manager of the year? It's so subjective. Yeah, they got this one right. I almost would have given it to Schill last year just because of the in-season turnaround he put together for those guys. So I'd say he deserves this based on the last season and half of work. But uh, Council, like you said, did a great job. Uh, it'd be, I'll look into the actual voting breakdown. Council second? Um, did not look at the Probably. Show. But they both did a great job. And like you said, NL Central, toughest division in baseball. Good work out of Schilt. Good work out of Council. Bryce, you just gave me an idea I want to talk about. Something that really irritates me. I hope this is about baseball it and is. not the hockey because we're is. watching that also. It is. And Chase, I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me on this. Okay. But is there a more frustratingly pompous, self-righteous group of people than baseball award voters and Hall of Fame voters? Are you, you think I'm going to disagree with you? I don't know. You're a, tr- you're a traditional baseball Dude, guy. Hall of Fame? Okay. You, Bryce, answer the question, and then I will go on a big rant agreeing with you. Okay. Well, I'll go one on one point. The award voters, who cares? At the end of the day, really, who cares? Your opinion? Do you see that one? There was one guy. I know we'll touch on the Rookie of the Year next. One guy didn't vote for Alonzo. I saw it. That's what, and, that's what triggered this. And wrote head. a whole apology. All right. Article, so, I, like, all right girl, so, dude. so I read that article. Um, and we'll just go right into NL Rookie of the Year and then I'll go on my rant. Can I, before you do that, the, that guy is such a prick because it's like, dude, you know why you didn't vote for him because you wanted to be the guy that wasn't going to vote for him. Mm. Don't apologize for like taking away a unanimous vote when the reason – there's no reason that one person shouldn't vote for anybody. That should never happen. Right, if, so, it's, if it's 99% voting for one guy and somebody else doesn't, they're doing it to be the black sheep odd man app. So here's the thing. I, I read that article. I'm assuming I'm the only one of the three of us who read it today. Yeah. I agree that it can make the guy come off as a prick. Um, but if you actually read it, I mean, his statistical argument for – and again, he didn't not vote for Pete. He put Pete to Soroga 1 just to make that clear. I mean, Soroga – That's, that's, not, that's, 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 that's not voting for him. Though. Soroga – by any statistical measurement you want to make, was a top 10 pitcher in baseball this year. Pete just, I mean, Pete was a larger-than-life figure. Any other year, Soroka runs away with this, and the guy's argument was, you know, what Pete did with 53 home runs, setting the rookie record, setting the Mets record, etc., was unbelievable. That's something that's never going to be taken away. His whole point, though, was Pete set a home run record in a year where everybody was giving up home. Was Everyone was hitting home runs. It was the year of the long ball. Mike Soroka had a historically low home run rate for a division-winning team. His argument through that was it was more impressive how little Soroka gave up home runs more so than Pete hitting home runs. Whether I, or not you disagree. I understand I understand the argument. The logic there is not sound, though. Just read the article. The guy does a better argument. The guy does a better I mean, job justifying no, there, himself there's, than I am. There's a case to be made for Soroka, but it was Pete's award. Pete was the best rookie in baseball. Yeah. He, and in and in a year where everybody was hitting home runs, as you said, he hit the most. He hit the most of them, like more than anybody else in the National League, and more than anyone else in the American League. So Fernando Tatis was third in that voting. In case anyone was wondering, um, I, I think for Fernando Tatis would have won if he played a full season. 
it would have been the craziest vote in any, maybe any award history, honestly. If you got a full season of Tatis, Soroka with an ERA in the two sevens, and Pete hitting 53 home runs. Um, to respond to your point about the voters, the BBWA voters who vote for awards, I have less of a problem with because you only have 30 people voting for each award. Um, so 30 douchebags. But, but what I'm saying is it's, it's a little more select than the Hall of Fame voters, I think. Uh, with the Hall of... With, I think with the award voting, because there's only 30 people, people aren't voting so much based on gut, grudges, whatever. You know, I think with the Hall of Fame voting, we've seen time and time again, um, those guys will not vote for somebody strictly because they don't like them, because of this, because of that. I, I mean, Bonds and Clemens aside, I'll even take steroids out of the equation for a second. I mean, you look at some of the guys that the Hall of Fame voters consistently ignore. I mean, Jeff Kent is a guy who comes to mind who's arguably the greatest offensive second baseman in baseball history. Fred McGriff got voted off the ballot, even though he was like, what's the difference in all honesty between 493 and 500 home runs? Seven. Correct. Seven is the mathematical answer. Yes. But (laughs) it's just, I think those voters hold themselves to this high moral standard where they're the gatekeepers of baseball and need to do what's right for the game. I think award voters are more voting like, all right, this is who I legitimately think deserves the award. For me, the other thing is like the lack of unanimous Hall of Famers. When you look at some of the guys who are clearly unan, like I'm doing the finger quotes now, that are you think of them and you think they're a Hall of Fame player. Like who's not vo- who's not voting for Griffey? Who's not voting for Randy Johnson? Who's not voting for Pedro? What's wrong with these people? Pedro, I think. Yeah, I mean, look at Pedro's baseball reference from '98 to. No, it's unbelievable. I mean, another example I'll give because he was the guy who held the record before Randy Johnson and now Mo. Who was not going to vote for Tom Seaver? Right. He was a historically play unbelievable player for a historically awful fucking franchise. Yeah. At this point, let's let Pete Rosen. It's a whole nother bag of worms. I'm with you on that, by the way. I feel like that's going to be an episode coming. He's got to die. He's going to die, and then he's going to get in, and it's going to be so stupid. It's like... Like, now that Shula's Joe... Now, I think there's going to be more support for Shula's Joe Jackson to maybe get in. I think with Shula's Joe Jackson, it was way worse than with Pete Rose did. What did he do? I thought he just didn't wear shoes. Yeah, that's terrible. You never see the movie Eight Men Out? No. It was on MLB Network the other day, and I slept through it. He was uh, part of a team in 1919 that threw the World Series. Is that the Black Sox? Correct. If you're yeah. part of a team, By the that throws way, the World Series. That's, but that said, he threw the they, he threw the World Series. Going back to Sam's air quotations, he hit 380 in that World Series. A lot of people think. Quick Dave Fleischer asked baseball history lesson. A lot of people think uh, Shoeless Joe. I mean, farm boy, completely illiterate, couldn't read and write at all. That they kind of just threw the money his way and forced him into accepting it because he played the best of anybody thro- fixers or non fixers on his team in the World Series. Continue with your thought, though. I lost my train of thought. We're bringing up 100-year-old World Series. You ever see Field of Dreams? He's in that, too. Nah. It's Ray Liotta. You've never seen Field whoa, of Dreams? Whoa, pause, pause, pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've nah. never seen Field of Dreams? That's Dude, way worse even, than me never seen I don't even like Star baseball. Wars. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know why I do this podcast. <laughs> You've never <laughs> seen Field of Dreams? I don't know. What's your father-son relationship like? I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to call Joel after the show, I think. I don't know if he's seen Field of Dreams. Joel's seen Field of Dreams. He's probably watched it with Hank and Jack. Probably watched it with Rachel. They're all the favorites. That would make sense. Him and Buddy have definitely watched it together. <laughs> That's true. 
Alright, can you try to watch Field of Dreams by the next time we do a podcast? Absol- it's a quick movie. Absolutely. No, not. it's not. I'll say yes, but no. I'll say yes, but the answer is no. It's like truly one of the best movies ever made, not just this? baseball movies. Listen to the Simmons rewatchables oh, on Field of Dreams. I can do that. I'll Shameless put, plug for a different I'll, podcast. I'll put it on my I'll put it on my list of things that I'll get around to at some point in the nah, next three years. Alright, good talking to you. Alright, podcast over. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we almost had it. Almost had it. <laughs> Dude, there's so many notes. I know. Actually, I right. don't know. I didn't read any of them. <laughs> All right. AL Rookie of the Year is a quick one. Finalists were Brandon Lowe and John Means of the Raisin Orioles, respectively. But this was Jordan Alvarez's award to win from the get-go. He was unanimous. Debuted on June 9th. 313, 412, 665, 27 homers, 78 ribbies. Uh, prorated over 650 plate appearances, 48 homers, and 137 ribbies. Very impressive. Um... AL MVP, that'll be announced later this week. Bregman and Trout were the two front runners. Um, but what were your guys' thoughts on Marcus Simeon coming in third in the voting? It should have been LeMahieu. He was the only consistent Yankee. I mean, I guess there's a case to be made for Gardner. <laughs> Shut up. But he doesn't exist in this podcast. And Glaber, but LeMahieu was playing all over the field. He really had a great year. LeMahieu, yeah. I, what, what's the argument for Simeon over LeMahieu? Played 162 games. Um, I mean, scored a crazy amount of runs. Defensively was another gold glove guy. Um, I just think it's the argument where it's like LeMay, who was great for the Yankees, but Simeon was the best player on a team that grossly overachieved in a lot of people's views. Yeah, but they overachieve every year. So it's is anyone even phased by it at this point? Yeah, it's kind of old at this point. Um, Real playoff series. Over. Real quick, rapid take. I know we made our prediction a few weeks ago, but given the time that has passed, Bregman or Trout, who you got? Trout, even though it should be Bregman. Okay. A.L. Cy Young, no surprise. Finalist Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. And? The, well, the Strohs and their former Strohs teammate, Charlie Morton, rounding it out. We'll just do the same thing. Morton's going to finish in third. Which Astros taking the award home? Uh, I think Verlander takes it home, but it should be Cole. NL MVP, they got the finalists right. Bellinger and Yelich going to finish 1-2 in some order. Rendon in third. Um, same thing. I mean, I I think Yelich should win just because I know he missed the games. He but missed the last month. He missed the so important So did Trout, games. though. Well, that's why I said it should be Bregman. I just think if a player leads the league in average on base and slugging, it's hard to not give him the MVP, but I see where you're coming from. So I think Yelich should win it, but I think Bellinger will win it. I think Bellinger should and will win the award. Agreed. All right, NL Cy Young, DeGrom, Scherzer, and Ryu as the finalists. Before we get to that, though, do you think playoffs notwithstanding, Steven Strasburg got snubbed that he should have been in the final three? He's the guy I think should have won the award because I think the most underappreciated stat nowadays is innings pitched, and he led the league in innings. Yeah, and at 18 wins. He was out there every five days taking the ball, throwing seven innings a start for that team that needed every inning out of him because of their bullpen inconsistencies. He kept that team afloat because Scherzer missed a bunch of time. All right, but given that those are the finalists, um, I think DeGrom should win, and I think DeGrom will win. I'm done with DeGrom. I'm over him. He's, he's got to win some games to win this award. This is, like, come on, dude. What do you, I know that the kill the win campaign is sweeping the nation, but win the game. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. It's true. That's when players get either contracts or pink slips based on how many games you win. Um all right, so a team that's won a lot of games the past few years but has really come under fire uh, the past month or so 
is the Houston Astros. I mean, this really all started in the ALCS. Stephanie Abstein of Sports Illustrated gets into it with assistant GM Brandon Taubman, who says, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna. Uh, I mean, basically he was saying, I'm glad we traded for a guy who was on the trading block because of domestic abuse. If you don't remember when he made that comment, that was right after Ozuna gave up a home or gave up a home run to tie the game uh, in the ALCS game six game. The Astros later won. Um, Taubman got fired. He made that, that comment after he gave up a home run. Yeah, it was that game. It was yeah. Why would he make the comment after he gave up a home? Because that's a, the whole point. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was after they won the game. Well, they did win the game. But Azuna but got, it was, Azuna but gave why would you be happy that you got a guy who almost sent it to a game seven? You wouldn't. Except. He's a bad... I'm bad glad player. we have Bryce. We can explain this yeah. out way more than I was going to for our listeners. All right, so they have that. Then there's a story in The Athletic um, that basically just trashed the Astros culture, saying it's like so cutthroat, it's run like a conglomerate factory, you know... There have been times where uh, front office people have been up for a promotion and, or another team have inquired about him and the team doesn't say a thing. People are afraid for their jobs. And then today it comes out that the Astros are, in fact, cheaters. Boom. Trevor Bauer has been saying it for years and everyone thought, well, Trevor Bauer, you're a crazy Trump supporter. Your opinion means nothing. <laughs> but now Trevor Bauer is going on Twitter saying, screw you guys. I'm right. Um, Do you guys? I'm going home. Thank you for doing it. I didn't want to do it, but um, so <laughs> it had to be done. So Mike Fires, who's now pitching in the Athletics, pitched for the Strohs from 2015 to 17. He detailed to Kevin Ken Rosenthal on the, in the Athletic today. Well, that is that's messed up. You All right, is he going to get beans the first time he comes to the plate this season? Oh, well, he's a pitcher. Doesn't mean he won't come to the plate this season. You should in get the American beamed. League. It might be tough. He should be beamed, and I don't condone beaming often. But snitches get you stitches. You say beaming or beaning? It's like a lima bean. It's like beaning, a, not thought, like Jim Beam. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was Jim well, Beam. Well, Bryce does like Jim Beam. <laughs> I know that, but... I thought it was beam. Bean, like a bean ball. Like I'm going to beam you. No, like a bean bag. Not like a laser beam. <laughs> yeah, like a laser beam. Exactly. I think it's laser beam. It's not. It's definitely it's not. Laser. I think it's laser beam. It couldn't be less laser beam. <laughs> so someone's going to laser beam this guy in the face. <laughs> because he's just... Like, you can't snitch. Wasn't he on that 17 team? Doesn't he have a ring because of that cheating? Um, he does. So to detail... So, yeah, you fires bad, dude. So to detail the cheating, they had a camera in center field that was zoomed in on the opposing catcher's signs. And then they had a screen in the hallway of their dugout where they would basically have either players or coaches studying the signs. By the way, they, they definitely had a dude whose job it was to hang out in the thing, hang out in the yes, hallway, 100%. watch TV, and when it was a change-up, go, change-up! And then the guy in the dugout would smack the garbage can. Yeah, so the guys would smack the garbage can. I would have done that job. Um, Danny Farquhar, who was a pitcher for the White Sox at the time, he actually told a story where he threw, in his opinion, three straight great change-ups. And they were all fouled off. And he was pointing to his ear because he can hear the banging of the drum. That video is now circulating around Twitter. Um, So if you want to hear the Astros banging the drum to cheat, you go on Twitter and see it. Um, I mean, what do you guys think speaking the penalty Twitter, is for this? Speaking of Twitter, Aaron Judge just acknowledged that they were cheating. Correct. Um, I mean, what do you think the penalty is? How deep do you really think this went? I mean, Fires said, you know, some players didn't want to be a part of it, but A.J. Hinch has got to know this is going on, the manager of the team. Yes. Um, what do you guys think? I think your boy Ryan Spader said that everybody else's favorite team is cheating too. Fair. And, and to a certain point, I agree with if you're not cheating, you're not trying. 
But if you they get got caught. if you get caught, there should be stiff penalties. And they and just you to be suspend, clear, just suspend Hinch because he's the manager. I don't know. I honestly don't know what you do. I, they got. I mean, not that it's the same governing body, but teams have players have lost Heisman trophies for far less. Teams have lost national championships for far less. I mean, Sean Payton was suspended a year with Bountygate, and that's the first comparison. Well, I think where it's going to be the most interesting now is the MLB. You know, gets Brandon Talman fired. They're still investigating that, so they're going to be interviewing him a ton. Do you think now that he's no longer an employee of the Astros, he's like, screw it, let me cooperate with the MLB, try to streamline streamline my way to get back in the game? No, because if he, I don't think that, if he does that, he doesn't get another job. He never gets another job. He's a snitch. Yeah, if he does Chase, that. Chase, you seem to be very pro-snitching culture. Yeah, if he does that, he's screwed. But somebody, I mean, other people will confirm because that's how sports work. You leave a team after a short period of time. Not always on the best terms. There are other guys that will retire, have nothing to lose, be like, yeah, I was against it, even if people, they weren't. People will like, vouch for the che- – I mean, the cheating seems to be pretty acknowledged throughout the game now that fires came forward. Uh, people were people were saying they were cheating this postseason. Uh, in other, all yeah, it's just now we have a tangible very, evidence. Very easy comp would be Spygate. I guess that's the easiest one. Garbage gate. What's garbage gate? This. Because they were banging on a garbage Just because the ashes are fucking garbage. Uh, nice, but no, they. I mean, what they're gonna forfeit a draft pick? They may lose a draft pick anyway if they sign someone in free agency. They so, need it needs to be stiffer than that because that's international signing money. There's a bunch of ways to go about it, but I mean, I think sending I, a message. Would be I don't know how this would look, but I think it would have to be restricting the amount they could spend on free agents. By the way, can if you if you can prove with pretty solid certainty that they were in fact cheating. I have no problem if you go with the college route and cancel wins, take away like. Plus that World Series, and and again they said, according to Fires, this was done by the postseason. But again, who knows at this point? You, you open Pandora's box. Well, A Rod I mean, used to stop cheating. For that twenty seventeen World Series was epic. That seven game series with the Astros and Dodgers. So well, the Dodgers could have won that if they started Kershaw. I don't think they can do anything about that retroactively. Correct. I'm just saying to the vacating wins point. Vacating wins is that's that's a weird move for a professional league. I mean, there hasn't been really an instance of a team getting caught cheating in game like this, maybe ever. No, I agree. What other sport can you cheat in a game? Spygate. That's not cheating in game. You film practices. You don't know what deflategate. If you, yeah, maybe. If you film practices. You, you know what they may run, but you don't have an earpiece listening to what play the coach is calling every time. This you literally know when they're going to throw a change up. Suspend hinge. It'll be interesting. All right, a couple of the uh, Hot Stoves first contracts. Um, rolled as Chapman back in New York. Uh, he opted out, but then extended his contract through the 2022 season, uh, tacked on another year and another 30 er, excuse me. Opted out of two for thirty. It is now three for forty-eight. He opted out of his five-year, eighty-six million-dollar contract with the Yankees. He said on Twitter, "New York, I told you I wasn't going anywhere." Um, despite giving up that walk-off homer to Altuve in Game Six of the ALCS, he had a great season. All-Star for the sixth time. Uh, he won the Mariano Rivera Award as AL's top reliever. Sixty appearances, two point two one ERA, thirty-seven. 42 saves. Get in there in a second. It's all right, there. Hurry up. Let's go. Um, it's all in the notes. Fastball velocity was a little bit down, but it averaged 98 miles per hour this year. Wipeout slider. He used that a career high 31.1% of the time this year. 
2.61 ERA, 91 saves over the first three years of the deal. Um, for luxury tax purposes, it's actually going to go down a little bit for the Yankees, which is cool. Uh, and this takes him through his age 34 season. Um, personally, I love Chapman. I know that last home run left the bitter taste in our mouth, but it's a good deal. It's Thank a good God you have Chapman, Chase. Are you also it's a pro sex offender? Wow. Pro, uh, These are domestic really heavy, abuse person. Heavy allegations here. No, I'm not pro that. But you just said you had we have chat. I don't. I think want it's. Him. I think it's a good deal, and I think it should be the last deal the Yankees give him. I agree. I don't want him on the team. I think tagging out one extra year is totally fine. Hmm? And that last year, he's going to be terrible. By the way, I'm yeah. telling you now. He's That's true be- with every single Yankee contract. Yeah, his last year. By the way, the duration of the contract, he might be bad, but that last year, he's going to be brutal. I think he'll be okay at 33. I think a guy who throws that hard, the big drop-off comes at like 35, 36. The big drop-off His secondary already, pitches aren't very good. And by the way, the big drop-off came. He dropped six miles an hour in maximum velocity. I mean like the epic drop-off, though. I mean, if six you're still miles, averaging 98. Maybe four? If you're still averaging 98, <laughs> you're still pumping gas. That's true. I'm talking like the 94, he 95. Was, he was well over 100. Up until this year. Consistently throwing in the 101-102 range. So, yeah, I mean, I think given some of the inconsistencies of the bullpen and the fact that who knows if Patances is going to be back and even if he is back, if he's going to be healthy, Domingo Herman, who I do not support, might not Why be back. Why do you back. support Chapman and not Domingo? Um, because Domingo made physical contact. And Domingo stinks. I mean, Chapman. Jimmy coming in from the kitchen. Domingo stinks. Chapman shot a gun at a woman who was his significant other. Just in the direction. No, it was bad. It's very bad. Get him, get him off it the team. It was a warning shot. Like a guy, Jimmy, get a stick. A guy whose career is all about like pinpoint accuracy. He's lucky he's not that accurate. Because otherwise he'd be in jail. He should be in jail, but that's neither here. My sense of the law is bad. He's bad guy. Bad thing. I don't want to also, associate it with the team. Freakishly sweaty. Like Mo Torres. <laughs> I think he's like applying spray or something in the uh, bullpen. Freakishly sweaty. He's just giving it's himself ripped, a Gatorade shower. It drips out of his hat. Out of the brim of his hat, which is crazy. Alright, next guy to opt out. Steven Strasburg at age 31. He had four years, $100 million left on the contract. But after an epic season, epic World Series, no surprise he opted out. Um, let's just cut right to the chase. If not DC, where do you think Strasburg's going to end up next year? New York. And for how much? New York for whatever he wants. Interesting. I don't think New York. San Diego, seven for two hundred. I think he's going to be back in DC. What? That wasn't an option. That was, yeah, you said. I'm going to say what? Let you me said finish my back sentence. In DC. I do think he's going to be back in DC, but if he's not, he's a Southern California guy. Give me um, the Angels signing him and Garrett Cole. To go with Pujols? To go with Pujols. <laughs> That's a horrible Otani take. and Trout. That's a horrible take. That's not going to happen. That's a terrible take. I really don't think it is. Their owner consistently is so fine with pissing away money. They have so much money already dedicated to Trout and Pujols. But you know who's coming off the books this year? Maybe the year after? Not Pujols. It's not Pujols. Pujols comes off, I think, in 2021. That's, I think it's 2022. Well, he signed it. What was he signed? Oh, so it's 2012 to 2021. Yeah, so he's got, yeah, but he's still. I think they backload the contract for Cole or Strasburg. They'll be fine. I think they that. did that with Pools. Imagine being so sick you can opt out of $100 million. No, I legitimately cannot. If I get $100, I'm pretty happy. Oh, stoked. If I get $10, I'm happy. If I can save $10 because my friend's in a different state, 
I'm very happy. My uh, my tax returns from the state of Connecticut gave me back eleven dollars this year. I've never filed taxes. I owed money. <laughs> How much money do you have to make to file taxes? I owed money. Any this, amount. I owed money to the state of New York this year. Oh, so you also suck at filling out those forms? Because... Uh, apparently, my accountant does. Oh, <laughs> you should fire him. Full or... disclosure: When I say my accountant, I don't mean to sound like a snob. My family's accountant. You, your family should fire him or her because you should have Nathan do your taxes. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug: Andrew Nathan Accounting. <laughs> All right. All right. Going to plow through these real quick because I have no opinion one way or the other. Um, so I'll just let Bryce be the one to say yeah or nay. Bryce, gold glove winners this year. <laughs> How did both pitchers get traded to different leagues and still win the award? So real quick, managers and up to six coaches per team vote for the awards. Um, they can't choose their own players. And then um, the defensive index for Sabre, Society for American Baseball Research, was 25% of the vote. Catcher in the AL was Roberto Perez, his first. Matt Olson at first base, his second. Yomer Sanchez at the White Sox won his first at second base. Lindor, his second at shortstop. Chapman, his third at second base. Alex Gordon in left, his seventh. Kevin Kiermaier in center, his third. Mookie Betts in right, his fourth. And Mike Leake at pitcher, his first. Um, I don't really have a problem with any of these. I think they nailed the American League. I think if DJ had stuck to one position, maybe he had an argument. But other than that, I'm okay with this. I'm at camp eight weeks of the season. I, I don't know who's good in the field. Um, NL Real Muto beating Yachty for his first in the NL. Uh, Rizzo won his third at first. That one a lot of people were pissed about. Um, they thought it should have gone to Christian Walker of the D-backs. Colton Wong at second won his first. Nick Ahmed at short of the D-backs won his third. Arenado won his seventh straight to start his career. Uh, Arenado's only been in the league seven years. Yeah. David Peralta in left won his first. Somehow Lorenzo Cain just won his first gold glove. He was due. He was objectively due. Um, Greinke won his sixth. But got traded to the AL. So the interesting thing you said there, Mike Leake and Zach Greinke got traded um, at the deadline and won the gold gloves in the respective other Greinke also won the Silver Slugger somehow. Good transition. Um, Silver Sluggers, I think they got 1 million percent right, except for one award. In the AL, Mitch Garver won his first at catcher. Carlos Santana at first. DJ won his first uh, Silver Slugger at second. Bogarts at short won his third. Bregman won his first at third. Trout, his seventh. Springer, his second. Uh, Mookie Betts, his third in the outfield. Nelson Cruz won his third at DH. Bryce, any complaints with the uh, AL? Hitting is much easier for us to have opinion on. Yeah, it seemed fine. All right, NL Rio Muto, his second at catcher, I'm okay with. Freeman winning his first at first base. I'm really happy for Freddie Freeman, but how the fuck does Pete Alonso hit 53 home runs and not win the Silver Slugger for the best hitter at his own position? He was due. Because voters are douches. Freeman was due. I guess. Ozzie Albies at second won his first. Um, Trevor Story at short won his second. Anthony Rendon won his second at third base. Bellinger, Acuna, and Yelich all won in the outfield. First for Bellinger, first for Acuna, and third for Yelich. And Granke won his Silver Slugger. Um, which is unbelievable that you can get traded at the deadline and win both the Silver Slugger and Gold Glove in another league. Who uh, who would you rather have as a lineup? The AL Silver Sluggers or the NL Silver Sluggers? Um, AL. I think I'm taking the NL. NL. That outfield is ridiculous. Yeah, I think Rendon, Story, Bellinger, Acuna, Yelich. Nelson Cruz and Greinke are out of the equation, right? Just to be clear. Sure. I don't really know how you would balance that. I guess eight hitters for both teams. Eight hitters for both teams. Okay. I'd still take that. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. A couple quick 
last notes and odds and ends before we wrap this one up. Uh, Yanks, see, we hired a new pitching coach. Yeah, guy's like three months older than Jimmy. The Blake Show. Is Jimmy 30? Pretty much. Jimmy, are you 30? No, he's... Is he? No. No. Chicks. He's close, though. I don't know. Uh, Matt Blake, not to be confused with Scatico Golf Counselor, Matt Blake. And a member of my first band. We didn't have a name. But we had Quinn Crowland on drums. Um, So the Yankees hired... (laughs) 33-year-old Matt Blake is their new pitching coach. He was one of the key cogs in the Indians' pitching development machine. Um, He was the Indians' director of pitching development, uh, well-versed in analytics. Um, And it's pretty amazing. In 2015, he was the pitching coach for Lincoln Sudbury Regional High outside Boston. Uh, His reputation grew due to his work with Eric Cressy, the New England-based performance coach. Did some scouting for the Yankees. And then in Cleveland, he was a pitching coordinator, helped develop Zach Plesnack, um, Jeffrey Rodriguez this year helped Shane Bieber develop into an all-star. All-star MVP. All-star game MVP, which is true. Um, I mean, the Yankees this year were sixth in the AL with a 4-3-1 ERA. Severino's back. You have um, Jordan Montgomery coming back from injury. Tanaka, Paxton, Happ, maybe Herman, which should be in as a free agent. Um, personally, I think if you're going to get rid of Larry Rothschild, I'm always a big fan of go the complete opposite, and you fired an old guy. For a young, savvy, sabermetric guy, my only complaint is that the Yankees coaching staff, which was already inexperienced, is now even more inexperienced was a year than a year ago. So we must really trust Aaron Boone at this point. I have a question. Yes. Is this guy basically going to be a hand for the analytics team like Boone is? Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right. That's cool. I like that. Also, I think at this point Boone has enough experience. That's, yeah. That's won 100 games. That's actually true. Also, the, the baseball playoffs, season but... is so long that if you're – a coach for one season, like, that's a lot of experience. And there hasn't been that much roster turnover. He's, I think Boone's very comfortable as a manager at this point. All right, qualifying offers. $17.8 million this year. Ten players received them. Um, when I name them, just say yes or no of whether or not you're going to accept or they're going to accept or reject. Again, remember, the qualifying offer is the average of the top 125 salaries in baseball. Um, and if you reject it, you're tied to draft pick compensation. Team that signs you has to give up their first or second-round pick, depending on where they're picking in the draft. Um, all right, so the slam dunk knows Donaldson's not taking it, correct? Correct. Strasburg? No. Anthony Rendon? No. Garrett Cole? No. Um, Mad Bum? No. Wheeler? No. Okay, here's where it's going to start to get interesting. Ozuna, no. Ozuna, no, you think? I think he'll get a multi-year deal somewhere. He's the best outfielder on the market. What do you think about Will Smith? He's not going to get $17.8 million a year anywhere else. If he wants Hollywood. a long term, if he wants a long term commitment from a team, then he's going to opt out. But that seventeen point eight million dollar payday is a lot for one season. Yeah, I think you bet on yourself that, and then go to get like a three for thirty deal after. I would do that. That's what I would do if I'm Will Smith. Not Will Smith, the actor, correct? Correct. That's or, the ca- or not Will Smith, the catcher for the Dodgers. I thought we were talking about the actor this whole time. No, his he would definitely take that. His last movie bombed. What uh, was his last Gemini movie? Man. Except he, has, except, he has, except he has more money than God, so I don't think he really cares. Well, he's a genie, so he could always just wish he himself just, Yeah, he gave himself What do you wishes. think about um, Jose Abreu? He, he's going to opt out re-up in Chicago for long term. I'm with you there on that. This is, that to me, the most interesting one other than Will Smith. Jake Odorizzi. Tough second half. Was an all-star this year, though. Um, what do you think he does? I, hmm. I would... I w- if he likes Minnesota, I would take it and try and bet on yourself and get a bigger deal. Or you see if you could get the same, like, 
not a crazy deal, but like three for 54 from the Twins, where it's good for both sides, and That's the average annual value is around the same. It's higher, so you probably get like three for 45. Or three for 51, even, where the Twins still feel like they're coming out a little bit on top. That seems like a big deal to give this guy, though. I wouldn't do that if I was the Twins. I'd take it, bet on yourself, get that $18 million payday, and try again next year. All right, per Evan Drellick of The Athletic, the automated strike zone is coming next year. Because Oda Rizzi's a guy, like, not, now that I'm thinking it through, yeah. Oda Rizzi's a guy with a draft pick attached. You're, that's not worth the draft pick. Yeah. He's a guy that's he, very much hurt by the competition. Like, I think Wheeler is worth the draft pick because I think there's still untapped potential there. I think with Oda Rizzi, you know what you're getting. Yeah. All right, the automated strike zone is coming. Per Evan Drellick of The Athletic, testing is already going on in the Independent Atlantic League and the MLB run Arizona Fall League, and it will arrive in the minors in some capacity in 2020. Guys, especially after this postseason, what do you think? Umpires are uh, Let's do it. Meathead. Umpires stink. They are terrible at calling balls and strikes. Let's just do it and get it over with. Yeah. I mean, it kind of... I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, it really changes the game. And that's a drastic change for a sport that doesn't like to do drastic changes. Kind of a necessary change, though. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, that'll be something that the union will talk about for sure coming up in the next CBA. Um, but the union head, Tony Clark, blew a gasket last week um, when Atlanta G- Braves general manager Alex Anthopoulos, um, there were a conference call with the media said, every day you get more information, and we've had time to connect with 27 of the clubs. Obviously, the Astros and Nationals being in the World Series, they were tied up. But we had a chance to get a sense of what other clubs are going to look to do in free agency, who might be available in trades, etc., um, later clarified and said in advance of the GM meetings, I called around to clubs to explore the possibility of potential offseason trades. At no time during any of these calls was there discussion of individual free agents or the Braves' intentions with respect to the free agent uh, market. Tony Clark rightfully goes ballistic, pretty much saying this is the definition of collusion. Um, another GM said, are we supposed to only talk about trades and what do they want? And if they do want us to talk trades, can we do so with no other context? And in the union's eyes, the answer is yes. Um, For what it's worth, the CBA specifically says under Article 20E1, players shall not act in concert with other players and clubs shall not act in concert with other clubs. What do you guys think? Is this collusion or not? And Of course it is, and this guy's an idiot for saying it publicly. He's an idiot for saying it publicly, but I don't really have an issue with the act. It's like, that's how how else you're going to figure out the market. It's just, it's the way the rule is. You, you like, can't, air quotes again, can't do that, and he's so dumb for saying that publicly. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's just don't be the guy to get caught. Yeah, and don't talk about it. If you don't talk about it, you can't possibly get caught doing it. Yeah, I just think this is... Go a, those extra 10 feet in the woods. Just keep it out of the limelight. Yeah. This is just a classic example of a terrible, terrible timing because the union and uh, owner's contention is at an all-time high right now. And this, to me, just could be you're adding kerosene to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce, I'll ask you this. Did you look at the 2020 Modern Era Hall of Fame ballot at all? I peaked at 10 guys. Munson's on it. Yeah, did you have any thoughts of guys who should get in? I mean, I have a personally, I have a lower standard for the uh, Hall of Fame threshold. I'll have to go look over the list real quick. But, uh, I mean, all those guys are on the ballot for a reason. They might as well. Let those guys in. Yeah, so you get four votes. It's the same thing. It's a 10 guy ballot. Who's your four votes if you have them? My four votes would be for um, 
So the ballot itself, Dwight Evans, Steve Garvey, Tommy John, Mattingly, Marvin Miller, Thurman Munson, Dale Murphy, Dave Parker, Ted Simmons, and Lou Whitaker. Uh, my four votes would be Marvin Miller when he was head of the Players Union. I mean, he made free agency a thing with Kurt Flood. And if Bud Seeley, who allowed steroids into the, the game, is in, Marvin Miller should definitely be in. Ted Simmons, one of the best hitting catchers of all time. Lou Whitaker has a higher war than Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, both of whom are going to get into the Hall of Fame this year, in my opinion. Um, and then my fourth guy would be Dwight Evans. Um, he's a guy who, with you know a little bit of past context, um, probably was a Hall of Famer during his playing careers. I mean, he was top five in the 20 years he played at the MLB in home runs, hits, and RBIs, and won equal gloves. I mean, to me, that's a Hall of Famer. I would agree with you on the commissioner. Let all those commissioners in. He's not a commissioner, head of the players' union, but semantics. Same same thing. If you have a position like that, you are so impactful. Kind of the opposite, in fact. (laughs) You're so impactful in the history of the game. Let Marvin Miller (laughs) in. Uh, Whitaker, I agree with everything you said. I would probably... I'm also team Tommy John because he won 280-something games. And history of the game was. And, I mean... And medicine. Yeah. I would also... My fourth vote... To, like, the contributors win. My fourth vote go to Dale Murphy. Two MVPs. Back-to-back MVPs. Great player. Long time in Atlanta. Bunch of gold gloves. Let him in. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, last point. Um, Going along with union tension, the MLB this offseason and Rob Manfred tried to institute a free agent signing deadline. Um, What does that mean? So it's saying that the deadline would have been for the end of this year's winter meetings, December 8th to December 12th, meaning if you were a free agent, you had to sign with the team by December 12th. How in the world did they ever think that this was going to go over well with the players? They're dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that's not how a free market works. Baseball's exempt from that stuff. It's true, especially minor leaguers. So, but that's not the point. That, that, doesn't, make any, that doesn't make any sort of sense. Yeah, just another thing that I think is a really bad... I take back what I said about all commissioners should belong in the Hall of Fame. Whoever thought of that, not them. Not a Hall of Famer. That's a, that's a Hall of Shame idea. That's, yeah. All right. Or you can join Eminem at the Alcohol of Fame. On the Wall of Shame. There you go. All right, guys. Any concluding thoughts for this week's show? Let's go Rangers. Um, I should also go to the Alcohol of Fame on the Wall of Shame. <laughs> Me, Eminem, and Rob Banford. Alrighty then. My concluding thought is going to be, Trout, I'd like to see you win another MVP, but if we can get a Jew to win the award in Alex Bregman, L'chaim and all. Chase, didn't you not fast on Yom Kippur? No, I no, did that fast was me. Oh, That was me. Uh, so I was going to uh, say, uh, take a lot of pride or something. Yeah, no, that was me. I was didn't me. go to Temple, but I also didn't eat. I or went, go to work. I went to work, so I had to eat. Alright, on that note, with Bryce Holden and Sam Beck, my name Oh, hang on. The Rangers are going to score. Capo Congo! Goal! And we got that live. Hell yeah. All I'm, right. I'm good. I'm Chase Midorski, and this is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. Tricky. Say it please me or spend some time in rock around. I said it's not that easy. It's-